Welcome back to the New York Gun Guys podcast. My name is John. My name's Taylor. Guess who's here? Steve's here. Stevie. Hi, Steve. Say hi, Steven. What's up, gentlemen? How wow. we doing? He said something. Wow, the He's elusive like a Steve fucking talks. ghost. I texted him. I remembered. Yes. It was like last night, possibly around two in the morning. I sent him a text. It just says nine. It just said nine thirty. What is he? A booty call? Jesus. Well, <laughs> he's weird. He's like never asleep. Cause like he'll text me at like four in the morning, and he'll just be like, "Hey, that's not." What true are you at all? a booty call? <laughs> Fuck, man. Well, I'm working. It's normal for me to be up. <laughs> now he'll like text me. He'll, you up? He'll, he'll text me at like three in the morning, or like he'll send me something, and I'll text him, and and like, I don't even know. Like he'll just like send me like something on Instagram. I'll be like, "Dude, what the fuck are you doing up?" Like, it's. Is like either it's like really early like for you like you woke up early or you're just like still awake like that's late so I don't know this guy's weird but uh, check us uh, check us out on Facebook Instagram NY Gun Guys um, like us on there follow us please the Facebook has like a hundred uh, 350 something likes it's more than that now and it had like 300 and like 15 like last week yeah so it's hello it's, to all our new listeners and followers if, if you you're actually, listening yeah if you I listen. certainly hope you do listen yeah um. But guys, definitely follow us on there. We still have more followers on there than we do likes, which is weird to me. So yeah, more people are following it. I guess people just click like, oh, follow, and they just yeah. think it's like a like. But we have like way more follows than we do likes. But that's okay because um, I guess people uh, people are interested. Um, we have uh, additional uh, podcasts. If this is your first time, we have other episodes. I think we have like close to 40 now Yeah. Um, on uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, um, Podbean, if you're boycotting any, any big yeah, tech companies. Yeah, it's a companies. good, pretty third-party, uh, you know, nonpartisan Yeah, I haven't seen anything app. weird that they've posted that, no. that's like negative. So check, uh, check us out on there if you want. Um, Taylor, what are we talking about today? Well, I figured we'd take a minute and talk about like maintaining your firearm and sure. also preserving your firearm to some degree yeah so this is kind of interesting because um you know not too long ago maybe geez mm, maybe it was a while maybe a year ago okay i put like like how long do you think i've had this safe now probably, oh, about a year probably a year right yeah okay. about a year so about a year ago i got a safe which i think we've told the story on one yeah. of the other episodes and um i put i put one of my shotguns in there my only shotgun and um like six months later, I opened it up and I was like moving shit around. I took it out and it had like a little bit, of, it seemed like a little bit of rust on the barrel. And I was like, oh shit. So I, I like oiled it up and it hasn't been a problem since. Yeah. So that's like something interesting that I didn't even think about that I guess probably a lot of people don't really think about. And, yeah. you know, yeah, that definitely. I mean, every, most people I would hope know how to clean their firearm. But um, it's well, just yeah. it's just these little things, you know, that um, like I, I never really thought to like clean, you know, wipe down the barrel of my gun with oil, which, you know, obviously helps not have any rust issues right right so um kind of this this kind of sparked with me because a friend of mine who recently uh built an ar-15 and also actually his m1 garen came in so he texted oh, nice. me yesterday he's like, i really I can't wait to, to pick it up i have to get on that but you i just fucking do fucking money for that shit man and you also have to submit for that 1911 the cmp 1911 that i actually really want yeah well i think you have to do it by march 4th i think is the deadline so 30 days from now check into that but anyway uh, he was asking me oh like what do I use to clean it is this okay is this okay is this okay and I'm like you know a lot of times there's like mystiques about like around like products used to clean your firearms or preserve them or whatever but um, you know I'm going to give you a little bit of my experience with it and kind of like my thoughts um, obviously there are a ton of products out there there's a ton of different types of solutions and 
some of it seems like a little like snake oily to me and sometimes people like swear by stuff and then i've been seeing on uh instagram a lot lately like that spray it's just like a it's like a one it's like a one spray for everything it's like you spray it and like it it like cleans everything and it also like lubes it well but i don't know that see like when i see things on instagram it kind of throws me Yes and no. I mean, sometimes, you know, that's how people advertise it nowadays. Yeah, that's but true. It's always a trade-off. Speaking of things that are like the one wonder thing, it's like there's yeah. always going to be a trade-off. Of Whether course. it's like a like a CLP, like a clean lubricate, you know, protect kind of thing. Or if it's like a, a, a carbon cleaner and right. a lubricant, it's like yeah, it's, it's it never like. going to do either or great. Right. It's going right. to do both of those adequately. Hmm. So, um, you know, for me, my biggest thing is, you know, when you, when you clean a gun, the first, you know, like... The steps in which the thought process is, okay, first you make sure obviously the gun is unloaded, no ammunition around, you know, right, that, right. that's the number one thing. If you come home from the range and you got to clean your gun, make sure that there's not any ammo left in it, there's not one still in the chamber, there's not a stuck mm. case, whatever, inspect very, it. Very, very common. It is. Even, it's even common for people who like handle guns on like a daily basis. Like it's, it's common for, I, I hear about it all the time, like police officers end up having a lot of negligent discharges because right. they... They do what they have to do, whatever. They go to unload their gun, and they just they get distracted. They don't realize, and pop, right. there you go. It's very easy to let Also, some go. guns like Glocks, like you have to pull the trigger in order to disassemble them. Right. So if you don't, if you just constant, if you just rack it and don't look, or you mm-hmm. just sit through the motions, you pull the trigger to, Correct, to disassemble right. it, Right. you know, you could have a negligent discharge. Which um, is fucking scary. It is. Oh, uh, yeah. And obviously, if that happens as a cop, you get in a lot of trouble for it. But um, <laughs> uh, we, we're, if no one's around to hear it, does it really, did it really happen? I mean, it happened. <laughs> <laughs> it happened, but um, never happened to me. Thank God, it's right. never going to happen. I always do uh, a physical and a visual yeah, inspection. You know exactly. You know, like always take a look at it. Look, you know, look into the uh, through the ej- ej- ejection port right. down. Um, make sure there's no magazine in there, obviously, and then stick your pinky in there and make sure there's no- nothing in the chamber. Right, right. That th- those are like basic things everybody should do. Oh yeah, no, of course, of course. So, you know, after obviously the gun is deemed unloaded and safe you know there's really a like the thought process that i go through i'm just going to tell you how i do it and then people can chime in on the comments i'm, or whatever. I'm sure it's, it's got to be similar well it is but some people are a little more lazy about it let's just say okay. or some people are a lot more thorough sure i mean basically my thing is i want to make sure that the gun is cleaned of carbon and gunk and even old oil depending mm-hmm. on the type of gun like let's just say i'm, I'm cleaning a mosin right, right. Because uh, it kind of seems like what I shoot a lot of. Or, you know, even let's just do an AR-15. Let's just do an AR-15 because that's what a lot of people have nowadays. You talk way too much about Mosins. Listen, I really like them. What's, what's wrong with that? Nothing, but it's a totally different beast, All right. you know. All right. Let's, but I think mo- probably more people have ARs and things like okay. that than they do. So more let's, modern let's firearms. talk about ARs then, right? Sure. Let's talk about ARs. So, you know, you separate the upper from the lower. You make sure, obviously, before that it's unloaded. No magazine, whatever. So, you know, with the AR, a lot of your carbon is going to be in the upper receiver and the bolt carrier assembly. The lower, you just give a quick wipe out. It, it really, nothing really gets down in there too much. I mean, it gets a little dirty depending on how much you fire. But first thing you want to do is strip the carbon and the dirt out of the gun. So depending on the kind of product you use will determine how effective it is. Honestly, depending on the kind of gun, a lot of times just brake cleaner, um like a break-free type product. Some gun products like break-free or carbon busters are just rebranded brake cleaner that you could get from your automotive supply. Certain guns with like higher-end finishes, with really like blued finishes, you might not want to use such like abrasive cleaners on. You might want to use a more gentle cleaner um, than brake clean, let's just say. But I mean, for me, like I said, like break-free is a really good product. It's meant for firearms. Um, 
you know, you could just spray it in there, let it soak in for a bit. And then honestly, you're going to use uh, a lot of brushes. You're going to use, um, I, I buy off Amazon. They're like long cotton swabs, like a wood handle with like a Q-tip end. Honestly, I use the shit out of those. I use a lot of Q-tips, man. Yeah, well, these are long. They yeah. have like a long wooden handle, right. and they're great. You get like 200 pack of them for like dirt cheap. Honestly, they're so good. They can get in up where the charging handle is. They mm. could get in the gas tube. Nice. Um, on the on the bolt carrier of an AR-15, they could get into the gas key and really mm. clean that out. Pipe cleaners are really great. Copper brushes. Uh, like if you have like a cylindrical copper brush, that's really great for that. But basically, like you want to dissolve and break the carbon. That's really what it is. Yeah. Depending on you know any gun, in you know older guns, if you're shooting corrosive ammunition, you need something to counteract those corrosive salts. So usually, um, hot water or an ammonia-based Windex will work to dissolve those corrosive salts if you're shooting corrosive ammunition. So like in the case of a Mosin, for example, I know this seems kind of ghetto, but like you take some Windex with ammonia in it or hot water, depending, either or, you spray it down the barrel, let it run down the barrel, that that dissolves the corrosive salts. And the same thing on the bolt head. Like if you take a Mosin part on the bolt head, you'll see that ring on the bolt head. That's from the corrosive sealer and the primers for in a lot of old ammunition. So a lot of times if it just sat and you'll just see a rust ring start to form on the bolt head. Yeah, you just want to be aware of what you're shooting, you know. Yeah, for sure. And you want to know if you have to pay extra attention to certain things. Yeah, modern ammunition like in ARs and stuff in AKs, it's not corrosive, so you don't have to worry about that. But after you you break the carbon and you get all the carbon out, now your gun is going to be bone dry. There's going to be no oil. There's going to be no lubrication on it. So depending on the type of firearm you have, you have to find where you have to lubricate the gun. ARs, for example, I hear like to run a little wet with a lot more lube in certain places than others. AKs, for example, can run more dry. There's only a few places on an AK that you really have to lube, which is the rails that the bolt carrier rides on and the track where the bolt rotates it. Mm. That's it. Like you don't have to lube it up. Really. A lot of the, a lot of the time, you can even look to, see, and you can almost see on some of the metal parts, yeah, where, like it where, where it rubs and stuff. Right. And and for me, that's usually where I'll just put like a little dab. And certain firearms actually like grease over oil. Mm. Um, you know, for example, like the M1s, they say use grease, use grease. Well, hmm. historically, grease was used because when they were testing M1s, they were testing them in really adverse conditions and rain and stuff, and they found that the rain. And water washed away the oil mm. faster than it would wash away grease. Mm-hmm. So in certain parts of an M1 Garin, like where the Operad rubs on the barrel, they say use grease in that. So, so what what type of grease? Like any kind of grease, really. Um, it doesn't really matter. Grease is grease. Like um, I happen to work in the aviation industry, and they we have like an aviation grade grease, but like axle grease, ball bearing grease. What about like cheesesteak grease? <laughs> <laughs> Chopped cheese grease? Yeah. No, no. You oh, want okay. like a petroleum-based grease. Oh, like, okay. You could get it at any hardware store, like ball bearing <laughs> grease, axle grease. I could just picture like someone being like, I heard it. They yeah, said any I grease. I put Crisco on and I, my... <laughs> Yeah, bro. <laughs> I, I fried bacon I on lard. that bitch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but no, any petroleum-based grease, any automotive store will have like axle grease, ball bearing grease. Um, You know, it doesn't have to be super thick because all you really need is like a thinner layer of it. You don't want to glob it in there. Um, a little goes a long way with certain lubricants and mm. grease. So depending on the kind of firearm, let's just say an AR-15, you're sure. going to want to you're going to want to uh, lube up the bolt carrier. You're going to want to lube the track where the where the cam uh, pin rotates, where the bolt head rotates. Um, you're going to want to rub basically the whole bolt carrier with 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 lube. That's usually what I do. Um, and then you know you want to apply. Usually, what mm. I do is on an AR. Um, 
you apply that lube very generously all over the bolt carrier in where the bolt rotates, like I said, in that cam, in that cam track where the cam pin is. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, one, that's, one, that's one, really of the, one of the things that I always avoid, I've always been taught to avoid as well, is you want to avoid getting anything in like the hole for the firing pin. Yeah, you especially, want to make sure... Especially lube, because it can gunk up the firing pin. And it yes. can kind of like make it not not function properly. That notorious... Notoriously, it happens in SKSs where mm-hmm. dried cosmoline gets in the firing pin channel right, and it right. causes slam fires, which yeah, that's control the full auto. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, it's just you pull the trigger and it's just... Till the magazine runs out. And the next thing you know, you are under arrest. Well, if nobody hears it... I don't know where you'd be firing. Where I mean, unless you live in like the backwoods somewhere. Sticks, yeah. man. You know. But um, how 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 clean do you like to get yours? Because I know some people are kind of like it's good enough is good enough. You know. I mean, good enough is good enough for me. A lot of times, um, like you don't you don't break everything down. Like you don't take your you know trigger assembly apart and no on an AR-15 I don't take no the trigger no no assembly just, apart. I mean not. You know, we're not just talking about AR-15s, um, but in general. Like, it depends on the gun, really. Um, it like, depends on the gun. Um, I'm just trying to think. Like, for example, a lot of my guns are bolt actions. So, sure. You know, you generally, I just give the, Okay, but your, your M1 Garens aren't. Um, the M1 Garen, like, you don't have to detail strip the trigger assembly. Usually, you just take that out, give it a wipe down. Okay, right. And that's pretty much it. Like, um, the... Like the and- because I've never, um, I've never taken apart the whole like trigger assembly on, on any of my firearms. Yeah, no. Usually you don't like an SKS. Even you don't. Yeah. You just give that a wipe down. Right, you know, right. usually I mean, too much doesn't it. get in there. No, no. You know? And that's the whole thing. Depending right. on your gun, like right. I said, I don't know every gun that's out there, and I don't know the ins and outs of every gun that's yeah. out there. But generally speaking, right, 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 um, usually the trigger assemblies don't get too dirty, and also a lot of times you don't want a lot of oil unnecessarily in places because it like debris sticks to oil like if you're in a it's, sandy environment or yeah. dirt that likes to stick to the oil it's not the kind of thing where you put you know where more more oil is is best always right. you know sometimes right. it you know and all and oil in every single part doesn't right. always make sense you know now one thing um which which i wanted to address also was the barrels so when you mm-hmm. clean a barrel um you generally what i like to use to clean the barrel is hops number nine i use the that same. stuff yeah. it works great mm-hmm. um you could have a rod with patches you could have a jag with patches i like to use boar snakes it's just that long piece of cloth with a brush embedded in it and mm-hmm. you spray hops number nine on there you soak hops number nine on it and you just pull it through the barrel a bunch of times yeah. older guns you will have to run patches through and a brush like a like a copper brush mm-hmm. to really scrub it out yeah i uh i run a patch through with the hops on it yeah and then what i do is i'll take a brush i'll run the brush through like 10 times yeah then i'll then i'll push through the clean patches until it comes out clean that's right. what i do on my uh on my duty weapon that see it's funny the older guns for me it's like it's clean enough at some point because yeah. older guns i'm never gonna get a patch totally white no i'll go but that's i mean i years will, old yeah on a new no let's yeah, say on, a new on an older firearm yeah but <laughs> like especially with a glock like especially my duty and my off duty i take very special care to make sure i don't you know and i don't detail strip everything right or anything, but i make sure like certain things are good you know like i'll make sure the um you know the uh, the firing pin isn't blocked. Mm-hmm. You know I'll make sure that the, the everything is clean in the bore yeah. or whatever, and then I'll make sure that the um, oh shit I forgot what it's called the the the, the feeder ramp or um, yeah the feed ramp 
for I'll make sure that that's got you nice know nothing. Yeah. yeah, I mean like I'll 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 I will brush it until it's <laughs> until like I can see myself in it. You know to make yeah. sure as important parts, man. Like you know right. certain parts are important, and like I'll you know lube up the um, parts of the barrel where the mm-hmm. the outside of the barrel where you can see it rubs. Right, and then um you know the rails. Pretty also, much. make sure if you're putting anything in the barrel that it's not going to damage the barrel. Mm-hmm. Make sure that it's softer than the material the barrel is made out of. For yeah, example, I think copper brushes, nylon most. brushes. Yeah. Yeah, you'd be surprised. Yeah. Um, make sure also that, for example, if you use a cleaning rod that's too big, mm-hmm. the cleaning rod could be made of steel, the barrel's right. made of steel, and you could be jamming that in yeah. there. Right, make right, sure right. you're using the appropriate size brush, right. the appropriate cleaning rod yeah. for it. And then generally, once I'm done with the barrel, I'll run a patch with oil on it down the barrel because nice. the oil will help preserve the inside of that barrel. Sure. It gives it the coat. And so that way, if the gun sits for a long period of time, right. corrosion doesn't happen. Makes and then sense. also at the end, when I'm done cleaning the firearm, I give the whole firearm a wipe down with some oil or um, like REM oil. Um, uh, what's that? Um, uh, what's that stuff that I use? The, the stuff in the green can. Fuck, it's escaping me right now. Uh, Hickok 45 uses the hell out of it. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, God, I'll, I'll think of it. I'll think of it. It's really good. It's it's plant-based. It's natural. Uh, the German army used it. Um, not, the, not the World War II German army. The uh, the Bundeswehr. The, uh, you know, the post-World War II, post, uh, you know, they, they are... Oh, my God. Why can't I fucking think of it right now? It is driving me nuts. Wow. Uh, hold on. He I, can't remember. I really... And you know what? I have cans of it. Uh... Hold on, I gotta really look this up, because now it's driving me nuts. And it is Ballastol. Thank fucking god, I couldn't remember that. Ballastol. Ballastol is a product that a lot of people swear by and a lot of people use. It is a good gun cleaner um, to some degree. It breaks down black powder. It breaks down carbon to some degree. It's a good all-purpose. One thing I wouldn't do with it is use it to like preserve a gun long term or wipe down the stock with because it kind of leaves like this um almost like a residue not a residue but it doesn't it, it's not oil so it doesn't do things that oil does it's kind of like a good all-purpose natural cleaner i think it's made from like plants or something like that but again if you're wiping down the outside of a gun to put it away in a safe for a long time rem oil gun oil is really the best thing for that. If you were going... Okay, so that's what you would use. Yeah, I do use Ballastol just for general cleaning, though. I'll spray yeah. it down. I'll let no, it sit. No, for like long term. Yeah, I generally like... if After I'm done cleaning a gun and I'm going to go put it back in the safe, I'll wipe the yeah. whole gun down. I'll take the action out, depending on the type of gun, obviously. Right. But like, So we, we've, we've told the story before of uh, me going through the process and vouchering my guns. Yeah. And, Ooh. you know, I don't think we really knew... We didn't really know. I don't think I... You know, I didn't... And, you know, you never said anything to me about it or anything. I don't, think, I don't even know if we really knew any better at the time, but it was, it's been years. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, I just cleaned them down really well, oiled them a little bit, and then put them in a, put them in the case and brought them to the precinct, uh, the, the Suffolk County precinct and vouchered them. And they were there for like, what, like a year? Over a year. Yeah. So, you know, if something's going away that long term, yeah. long term, they, they came out fine. I mean, yeah, long term storage, definitely make sure you oil the whole gun. Yeah. I mean, if you're not going to shoot it, oil the shit out of it. Right. Basically, you know, even even I would say like a light coating of grease, like that's what Cosmoline was for. Like, you know, like the Soviet, the the long term preservative uh, storage grease. That's what that was for. It was to keep air and moisture off firearms. And other equipment, but mainly firearms. And, you know, getting Cosmoline off is kind of a bitch, but people do it. And there's plenty of videos out on YouTube how to. If you have an old Mosin and it's got Cosmoline on it, the best way to get Cosmoline off is heat. You can melt it off with a heat gun. Um, you can boil the parts. That'll get the Cosmoline off. 
Um, you know, wiping it off is good to some degree, but you're going to want some heat applied to that to melt the cosmoline off. Can basically. I put it in the oven? Yeah, you can put it in the oven. Just make sure you clear it with your wife so that way she doesn't go to bake cookies <laughs> and they smell like oppression and communism. Uh, what a- <laughs> Can I put my stock in the oven? Um, you can on a low heat. Yeah, you know, on a very low heat. Um, generally the best way to get cosmoline out of a stock, and this kind of sounds ghetto, but it works. Basically, you put the stock in a black bag and you put it out in the sun, like in the summertime. That makes it sense. Sweats it sweats, sweats it, it out. out. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. What's what's the flash point of uh, cosmoline? I don't know. It's got. I mean, there's got to be a flash. Yeah, but whatever temperature the sun gets it up to. It's no, I'm talking about if you put it in the oven. No, I mean you know <laughs> even if you put it in the oven, what is the low setting on an oven? Like 200 degrees? I don't know. I have no idea. I've never even thought about. I was just fucking around. People I, do. People <laughs> bake their stocks all the time. Or, yeah. Um. Yeah. One one tip that I could give to people who have AKs is when you take the uh, the gas tube and you want to swab that out honestly a 12 gauge uh shotgun uh bore um brush like the like the soft cotton ones like the swab that's the best thing to get out get clean out that gas tube on an ak nice. yeah yeah a 12 gauge but basically like i said if you're going to clean a gun you have to get the carbon off then lube it up and then preserve it mm-hmm. um like I said, it depends. I use, like I said, I use Brake Free uh, to get the carbon off. I use Hops Number Nine to clean the barrels. I use really any gun lubricant. I'm not yeah. a snob. If it's gun oil, it's gun oil. Oil is oil. You know, there's some like uh, back in the day, like years ago, there was this product called Frog Lube that people really liked, but you had to like heat the gun up, and then the Frog Lube got into the metal, mm. and then it would like sweat out and would it provide... like bind with the metal in a way? Yeah, it, it like on a molecular level, it like soaked yeah. into the metal or something it, like that, and like it's weird. Yeah, but like remember, if you do that with one product, you have to keep using that product. Sure, it makes sense. So for me, just generally anything that's available, yeah, um, that's what I use: oils uh, and really any kind, rem oil, mm. ho- uh, hops number nine gun oil just any kind of oil really oil's oil cool yeah <laughs> yeah but um, lard lard uh, i haven't used lard yet <laughs> animal fats but then you know like i said if you're gonna go put a gun <laughs> in a case yeah. or a safe you have to worry about humidity right, right a lot of times gun cases are padded with foam foam yes. traps humidity okay so foam absorbs moisture you could put and, some and of those it. uh yeah desiccant packs yeah. um in my safe i have a golden rod which is a heated mm-hmm. rod which I bet basically, you like the golden rod. I do. Okay, it good. works very well. I bet it does. Yes, <laughs> it, it works very well for me. That that long golden rod. Oh God. Anyway, it um, <coughs> basically what it does is it plugs <laughs> in. Just choking on the golden rod right now. <laughs> You'd like that, didn't you? Oh no. Um, All right. Go ahead. So what it does is it plugs in into an electrical outlet, and it it it's basically like a low wattage heat uh, element, and it heats up. The inside of whatever surface, like not surface, but whatever area it occupies, it warms it up. And with a safe, if it's warmer in the inside than it is the outside, heat flows from high to low temperature. So constantly it pushes air out mm-hmm. and it keeps the relative humidity low. If the temperature is higher, yeah. the, the relative humidity is lower because the temperature, if it, it gets colder and then right, and it, right. it meets, then you get, you know, temperature and dew point meet, you get condensation. Yeah. So if it's warmer, the humidity has to be way higher in order to get condensation, sure. which it isn't. So it keeps right. it at a stable ambient temperature. So in my safe, and I you have the, to plug that in. Yeah. In my safe, I open the door. I'm like, wow, it's really warm in there. But right. It's good. It's warm and dry. I have also a desk and backs in there or whatever. But, right. um, you know, humidity changes in temperature and changes in humidity are really bad for firearms because... Right. Wood swells and contracts with heat and humidity. Um, you know, metal, like I said, if it metal is generally cooler than the environment it's in, you know, like that's why things condense onto that's why water condenses onto metal. So if you have changes in temperature and you're safe, water can condense on your metal. That's not good. That 
that forms rust. Also, what I do is some of my firearms in my safe, I keep in a gun sock. So it's like a silicone uh, impregnated gun sock. So that helps also ward off moisture from the outside coming in. I mean, it might be a little extreme, but also keeping them in a sock, I can rest them on one another. They're not going to get banged up. They're not going to get dinged up. Makes sense. So, you know, preserving the gun after you clean it is also a big thing. Also, your fingerprints, your hands, anything on your from your body that gets on that gun, you know, your sweat has salt in it. So if you touch a gun after you oil it, you know, you can leave a fingerprint on there. And I even on my bayonets, I have some bayonets. There's one M1 Garen bayonet I have on it. There's like a rusted thumbprint on it. I'm like, really? Yeah, it's not like rusted. Is that but from you or is that like from I don't fucking... Know. I don't know. There's one also on a Mauser bayonet I have that it was probably from well, me. Well, you can probably buff it out. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'll show you next time you're over my place. All right. But um, yeah, you know, you just got to clean it up. That's the last thing you want is a rusted thumbprint on your nice you blue run gun. the print. <laughs> And go find who it is. I don't. I don't have that <laughs> access to that. John, maybe you can help me out. Um, <laughs> I wish I had access to. St- that'd be so cool. Yeah, I, I wouldn't even know where to start. I'm not like a crime scene person. I wouldn't even know how to how to lift a latent fingerprint like that. I you know, no idea, man. that's some old school <laughs> shit. Now they need do like it, a little magnifying glass and like the. I've duster. seen them. It's it's crazy, man. I've seen uh, they they do this really cool thing with um when they when they get firearms mm-hmm. like handguns. They like hang the hang the gun. They fog it in a bag and put like a special fog that like yeah. clings, and then they lift the print. It's like the coolest thing that they have like a little travel kit they do it with. It's actually really cool. Yeah, it's very hard to get into the crime scene oh, unit like that. You gotta like kind of know somebody or you know. Well. It's cool though. They have a really cool job, and um, but man, they're they're overworked. I hear like they have very few people for like the entirety of like. Well, with all that's going on in the city, it's there's you know, a lot going on. Shootings city, yeah. are up, and right. like I was just telling you before we were on mic, there was a, a cover in the New York Post the other day. It's like shootings are up in the city, but ninety percent of them get released. Well, that's bail reform, and people who aren't a fan of that need to talk to their talk to their elected officials, right? Because those are the laws now. Definitely, definitely. But I don't think the criminals are taking as good a care of guns as we are. No. So, well, do you have any tips or tricks? You know, I, um, there's really no shortcuts to take, man. I mean, it's no, actually pretty it's simple gonna be stuff. Elbow grease. Yeah. Um, oh, one thing I do want to mention, which is very, 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 very important, is that if you have an old gun and you're cleaning it, be careful of the finish. Um, a lot of times, for example, rust, like to get off like rust. Um, there's an excellent, excellent video from on YouTube. It's run by the. Um, it, like the people that do CN Arsenal, the YouTube channel CN Arsenal, there's a sister channel called Anvil Gunsmithing, Mark Novak. He has an excellent episode on how to remove rust from old firearms and how to not fuck it up. <laughs> Basically, a lot of times, if you have like like rust on a gun, you boil the parts, that converts the rust back into bluing. It converts it to like uh, ferro something oxide. It's it, weird. Yeah, it converts the rust back into the bluing, heat. and then you basically cart it off with like a very very fine. It's almost like a like steel wool. But you could do it with steel wool and oil, like you said. Like you take it, you take rust off with steel wool and oil, right. very gently. You gotta but be careful. With yeah, that, though, you have to be you very careful. You could fuck it up. So a lot of times, brass brushes. Because think about think about materials that are softer than steel: brass, right. copper, right? Even stainless, even like um like quadruple lot steel wool it's still steel but it's very fine mm. so if you go to take rust off you have to be very careful with it because you don't want to damage the finish yeah. um when i got my m1s from the cmp and i was going through and taking off rust a lot of times it was just a brass brush oil and just elbow grease and time and you just rub that you know you rub that rust off with oil and then you wipe it off and then you keep going and going right so um especially if you have older collectible guns like think about what you're about to do to that gun 
Make sure that that whatever you're about to put on that gun won't damage it. Newer guns, um, you know, there you could be. They're a little bit more hardy. The finishes are better. Um, well, I mean, one thing I noticed on my um, my duty Glock is that on the um, on the slide, like on on the outside where the uh, where the, the striations are, mm-hmm. it has a little bit of rust on it. But my gun is out in the elements. I mean, I've been right. You've been sweating all over it, right? I mean, there's like you know, I'm standing out in the rain, like things like that. So it's kind of shit that I would expect it scratched, you yeah. know. Just, I mean, it gets worked, you know? Yeah. I mean, I shoot it every six months at least, and then just for the department, and then, like, when well, when there's ammo available and I have vacations and shit. R.I.P. I mean, ammo availability. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully soon we can get it. We just saw one of our favorite <laughs> uh, sarcasm, note, please, quote, favorite locations has just raised the prices on their ammo again, and it's yeah. like, oh, my God, it's it's horrible. But it's available, and you can get it. Yeah, yeah, you can get it. You can buy as much as you want for a hundred times the price. Yeah, I'm actually pulling up the uh, you, I mean, picture you, here. Yeah, you sent me one where it was like the price had it was like twenty two and it was like very expensive. And yeah. I think usually you could buy a, a box of what five hundred rounds of twenty two. It's like twenty five dollars. Yeah, max. it used to be like twenty five. And it's right now it's I saw somewhere it was like a hundred and thirty or whatever. It's like six hundred percent. Yeah, so a uh, thousand rounds, Lake City five five six loose in an ammo can for. Basically twelve hundred bucks. Well, you get the ammo can. <laughs> you get the ammo can plus tax. <laughs> so you're uh, you're looking probably close to thirteen hundred dollars, dude. Yeah. So I mean, listen. I hope people don't forget this. I hope they don't either, man. And um, oh, one thing I was also going to say about the gun cleaning, like I said, um, you be careful what products you use on the gun, what brushes you use. Um, if you ever are in question, maybe test out a little something on a indiscriminate area on the gun, uh, you know, nondescript area so you could see how it's going to react. Um, also, a lot of times like gun cleaning solvents and oils are kind of expensive. If you want to try something out, maybe get a smaller size, try it out, see how you like it, and then get a bigger one. Um, cleaning kits. Cleaning kits are good for certain things. Um, you, My advice would be to get um, Amazon sells them in a bunch of other places. Maybe even your local shop sells it. It's like a multi-caliber gun cleaning kit because I have all these different gun cleaning kits for different calibers and I don't know what brush is what and if I if I mix it up, I'm like, is this 30 caliber? Is this 8 millimeter? Like, you know, I don't know. So I saw actually on Amazon, it was a nice looking kit and it had all the different size uh, bore copper brushes in it. It had shotgun, rifle, pistol, whatever. Mm, it had the, right. the T-handle. So um, that's one thing to to look into. If you have a lot of different calibers, just yeah. get a universal kit. And then the brushes are cheap to replace. Um, get the break free in bigger sizes that you know you're going to use it on all your guns pretty much. Mm-hmm. And then um, same thing with oil. If you like a certain kind of oil, buy it in a bigger one. Don't get the smaller one. It's not worth it unless you're trying it out to see if you like it. Yeah. Um, nylon brushes are great. Sometimes they have them in cleaning kits, but you can get them in bulk like cheap on Amazon. Same thing with copper brushes. Same thing with brass brushes. Yeah, they're really good if you have a gun like um, like an older gun with like a steel receiver and a parkerized finish. Brass is good. It'll leave the brass on the finish, but then you just wipe it off with some oil. You know what? Um, a a tool that I think is overlooked. What? Toothpicks. Toothpicks are good, but my problem with toothpicks is that if they break off in a well, area in a gun, shouldn't be sticking them where they shouldn't go. But well, no, I there mean, are some like because I have pla- I have like a plastic pick. Yeah, I was gonna say plastic picks I like. Also, the the, sta- the steel dental picks are good, but the problem yeah. is the steel can scratch steel. Yeah. It can scratch the finish. Yeah, I have like a plastic pick. Yeah, plastic picks are good. Um, also, for an AR, the chamber brush is 
a necessity. That is the one area that absolutely has to be clean if you want a reliable AR-15. Because what happens is crap gets stuck on the walls of the chamber. And then when the case expands, it molds it molds to the chamber. So that crap gets stuck in the brass. And then you go to extract it. And that's where you're going to have failures. Especially, like I said in the past, if you mix steel case and brass, they expand at different rates. Steel case is a little dirtier. You get a little bit more blowback. Over the, over the case, through the chamber, and then when you switch to brass, that dirt is still there, brass expands and sticks to that, and then you're going to be getting torn uh, case head separations when you go to you know run it, or the case is going to get stuck, you're going to have jams. Um, that is the one area in an AR-15 that absolutely has to, has to, has to be the cleanest part of it, is the chamber. All right, that's all we have time for for this one because I think we are out of stuff to say, yeah. to be honest. Gun cleaning, um, I mean, it's a pretty mundane topic, but yeah. you know, put the time in, make sure your guns are clean and preserved, and yeah. you won't be disappointed when you open your safe and you're like, oh, man, there's rust They're all over my rusted, gun. Yeah. yeah. And at the end of the day, when eventually if you go and sell them, it'll... It's only going to help. Yeah. You know, because yeah, you, you, you don't want someone to be like, oh, well, there's a small spot of nonsense here. No. Yeah. Okay, guys, check us out. Facebook, Instagram, Spotify, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, Podbean. The links to everything will be in the show notes as far as the social media. And um, we've been or I've been posting um, the links to each episode to the Podbean on the Facebook just so the people who haven't because we have 350 people who, who like us. But we don't get nearly that many like views per episode. I wonder if people just say, "Oh, it's New York gun," and then that's where they kind of stop. Well, you know they probably I mean? just like it might get shared, or they come yeah. across like, "Oh, New York guns, that's cool." Click. Yeah. So that's why I'm I'm trying to push it out there, right? So people will realize, "Oh shit, it's a podcast," and then they'll click it, and maybe maybe they'll listen to a couple episodes, but right. um, and then you know hopefully fall in love with uh, our wonderful voices. But uh, all right, guys, that's it for today. Um, Share everything with people uh, if you know you might be interested. And um, that's it. So thanks for tuning in, and as always, stay safe. Thanks, guys.